Hello again, everybody, and welcome back to It's Not Crypto with Brian Ross, powered by Our Town Gwinnett Magazine. We are broadcasting live on the End Results Radio Network inside the Perimeter Roofing Studio from the Country Inn and Suites by Radisson Hotel here in Stone Mountain, Georgia. So excited to be with you. This is my first podcast as a 50-year-old, so I'm a half-centurion. I've told myself my whole life three things. One, uh, I never get sick. (laughs) Right, Ryan? Two, um, I don't require much sleep uh, for some reason. I uh, I just don't. And then three is I'm going to live to be 100. And I've told myself that for a long time. I will be a centurion. So when you turn 50 and you know you're going to live to be 100, I'm halfway there. So, uh, so far, so good. So episode nine, excited to be with you. Um, you know, as a reminder, and let me share this. I do this podcast about every three, four months. And so I think that's a good starting point because, you know, a lot happens, you know, over the course of three months or six months. And so the content that I hope to share with you today, um, has just been kind of my life experience, you know, over the last three months, four months. And so as a reminder, you know, our It's Not Crypto uh, revolves around just advice that I think at my age 50 uh, that I'd like to share or give to my 40-year-old self, uh, my 30-year-old self, uh, even my 20-year-old self, uh, even though I probably would not have listened uh, at that age. So let's dig in and uh, full disclosure and transparency. um, The material that I'm excited to share with you on this pod, it's not original. Um, It's kind of a compilation of different life philosophies and success principles that I believe in and try to incorporate uh, into my life, you know, both personally and and professionally. Um, But I come to you asking for a lot of grace because I make all the mistakes. I still, um, you know, want things to work out a certain way and they don't because I just go down the wrong path, or I make the same mistake twice or three times, or just I continue to do things that uh, sometimes I have good intentions, but the uh, the end result is not, uh, you know, what I pictured it would be. So we're all just doing the best we can with our collective lives. And so uh, part of me being able to share this with you is accountability. You know, like for me to have a platform like this, talk with you about some things that I believe in helps me, you know, with my support, you know, my encouragement, you know, my accountability and um, and even just competition, you know, even just my, my competition. Those are kind of my core values, you know, for for um, for myself and, and for my company. So let's see. I'm going to start with just maturity. Um, you know, maturity is realizing that you don't want to be around drama as I get older you know, less stress, uh, less conflict. Um, I try and choose calm, you know, over chaos, uh, distance over disrespect. Uh, you start prioritizing, you know, I'm trying to prioritize my peace, my mental health, my happiness, you know, that over everything. And I'm a big Keanu Reeves fan. And I just saw a quote from him recently and it just resonated with me. And I was like, yes, that's, that's how I feel. And he said, I'm in a phase of my life where I just don't argue with people. If someone says to me, one plus one equals five, 
I say to them, you're right. Have fun. (laughs) I mean, that's right. I mean, it's just like, okay, you're right. Have fun. Um, And again, with age comes experience. Uh, I think as we get older, the future's not as scary. You know, once we've mastered, um, you know, the ability to reinvent ourselves. And so, you know, you haven't done that maybe yet in your 20s or 30s, but just know that there's going to be some different iterations of who you are, you know, personally and professionally. And so that ability to master the art of reinventing yourself uh, goes a long way. And then as I've shared on a previous episode, when it comes to happiness, you know, happiness, you know, equals uh, expectations, you know, minus reality. And so happiness equals expectations uh, minus reality. And at this point, to me, I think it's even more simple than it's ever been, where, you know, happiness can just be a healthy body, a relaxed mind, uh, loving family, uh, friends who you genuinely, you know, care about, uh, a meaningful community, uh, and then just a job that challenges you, you know, a job that that allows you to learn. Um, I think that, and I'm going to touch on that because I think there's a lot of young people that are kind of stuck, you know, and they just don't know, um, you know, they know there's more out there. Like they're good at what they do, but they know um, there's more out there. And I'm going to talk to you hopefully about some different things um, to consider, you know, when it comes to transitioning and maybe what to look for. Um, Because in a world where there's a lot of finger pointing um, and it's not my fault, you know, mentality, you know, we just have to face the music. And and a lot of times, you know, it's not everyone else to blame. It's just your own bad strategies. And and it's not the unfair opponent, um, you know, that are that are to blame, you know, for anyone's failures. You know, we're just responsible for the good and the bad in our lives. And um, that's sometimes a tough pill to swallow. Um, And a lot of times, you know, we kind of just cruise, you know, and, and I think as I've gotten older and worked with a lot of people, you know, the longer that people live on autopilot, you know, the harder the future is going to be. And so the longer that people live on, on autopilot, the harder the future is going to be. And so as you start to, to build yourself, you know, as a professional in whatever industry that is, I feel like there's some relationships that I can share with you that are going to be helpful. Um, you know, when it comes to you, you know, realizing, you know, some of the success uh, that you're capable of. So here's a couple just to um, off the top of my head. One is just you want to build a relationship with doctors. You want to build a relationship with attorneys. You want to build a relationship with people that are good at investing. You want to build a relationship with um, like tax advisors, like having a good CPA. Um, this will sound kind of off the wall, but you want to have a good relationship with police officers. Um, I put fitness, you know, like fitness people, like fitness coaches. Um, I have a good friend, Dr. Ryan Sowers, marketing experts, you know, Ryan and I are good friends, Um, software engineers, you know, so there's just a, your network is your net worth. Like your network 
is your net worth. And I've talked in previous episodes about just building wealth, you know, through relationships. And so those are just a couple doctors, lawyers, investors, tax advisors, police officers, fitness coaches, marketing experts, and, uh, and software engineers, that would be a good starting point. Because I mean, you just it's like give to get, you know, like the more people that you know, and take a genuine interest in learning about who they are and what they do and how they make a difference, then that comes full circle, where they also um, those type people typically will want to take the same genuine interest in you and, um, and who you are and what you do and how you think you make a difference. Um, let's see, we've had my birthday. My wife and I on Sunday just celebrated our 19-year uh, wedding anniversary. So lucky girl. Uh, <laughs> no, it's, it's actually the opposite, and, and we're definitely going for 20. Um, but I have, I've, I'm in that kind of reflection you know, phase where, to me, the most fulfilling things that you can do as a professional is just provide for your family. And, uh, again, in my 20s and, and in my teens and my 20s and my 30s, there's just no number of flash cars and, and big parties and, and public accolades that will ever compare to the feeling that you get when you know that your family is safe, you know, and that, that, um, you know, they're, they're going to be okay because you've done your job, you know, and I think that resonates with me now uh, more than ever. Um, if you don't do that, we all know that the dildo of consequences rarely arrives lubed. I mean, is that, I mean, is that inappropriate? Is, I think it's inappropriate. Um, but at my age, I can attest that's entirely true. <laughs> and, 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 and honestly, somewhat funny, right? Like the dildo of consequences rarely arrives lubed. <laughs> oh, man, I couldn't wait to say that on a microphone. Um, so anyway, this is another good story, I think, for young people. Uh, and this kind of goes to my point of just... You know, going where you are appreciated. Um, this is a story. So a violinist played for 45 minutes in a New York subway, and a handful of people stopped. A couple people clapped. Um, the violinist managed to raise about $30, you know, in tips. And so no one knew this, but the violinist was Joshua Bell. And he's one of the best musicians in the world. And in that subway, he played one of the most intricate pieces ever written and the violin that he played was worth $3.5 million. And so two days prior, you know, he played in Boston, uh, sold out theater. Uh, seats were, you know, somewhere in the $100 a seat range. And so it's, like, it's the experiment that proves, you know, sometimes the extraordinary in an ordinary environment, it just doesn't shine. You know, it just doesn't, it, oftentimes it's overlooked or undervalued. And I just read an article recently about young people in the workplace. And we've, you may have heard this term like quiet quitting, you know, where people just um, like they go to work. It's almost like office space. Do you remember that movie where he's like, hey, man, are you quitting? He's like, no, I'm just not going to work today. You know, that's kind of like old school office space. But that's the, that's the term now that they use. It's quiet quitting. There's a new term. And it's called bore out. So it's spelled B-O-R-E-O-U-T. And so young people are in this job and they're working. They're, I guess they're doing what they're supposed to be doing, but they're just bored. And so it's called bore out, where they're just unfulfilled. 
They just don't feel like they're making a difference. They don't feel like they're doing anything that adds value. And so you just, you know, when it comes to valuing yourself, you should know that there are just brilliantly talented people everywhere who, who just aren't receiving the recognition and, and reward that they deserve. And so, you know, once you arm yourself with that value and that confidence and you just kind of remove yourself from an environment that's not serving you, um, you're going to thrive and uh, you're going to grow. And so don't be afraid to take that leap of faith. Like your gut is telling you something. And you have to listen to it if it's telling you that where you are isn't enough. Of course, you want to go where you're appreciated and valued. And so that's the advice that I always give young people is that when you're transitioning professionally and you're uh, trying to figure out, you know, what it is you're going to do, uh, a career search, you know, just look for someone that you think wants to see you do well. You know, look for someone who you think has a vested interest in your success. Now, of course, it's up to you to do the work. Like no one can do your push-ups for you. Um, but if you can find someone that just you think they want to see you do well, you know, you work with an organization where they have a vested interest in your success um, and you do the work, you know, good things are going to happen. And um, that's the best advice, you know, I can give someone when they are um, when they just know there's more out there. Like you're good at what you do, but you know there's more out there. You know, see, it doesn't matter what you're going to sell. You can sell square basketballs, electric shoelaces. If they have a system, it's duplicatable and people want to see you do well and, and you think they have a vested interest in your success. And you believe in it, and of course you want to you know, um, be passionate about what you do. Then, um, yeah, make the jump, take that leap of faith. I think you'll be glad you did it. I'm not a huge um, Alabama fan. We were just talking about. I was just on the phone with someone today talking about the national championship in 2021 when we finally, you know, beat uh, Alabama. And so, but I do respect uh, Nick Saban. You know, as arguably the greatest uh, college football coach of all time. And um, I think this was relevant. He's just, he talks about don't get caught looking backwards. You know, it affects the next play. And then don't get caught thinking about the future. Like that, that creates anxiety. And so you just want to be right there, you know, in the moment and do exactly what you need to do right now. And that's hard nowadays. Like it's hard to not look back, look forward, just that anxiety that goes with not being sure so just don't get caught looking backwards. Don't get caught thinking about the future. Be right there, you know, in the moment and do exactly what you need to do uh, right now. Here's something else. And this is, this was so helpful uh, to me. Uh, and I've shared in the past, like, uh, I've made a lot of mistakes financially, you know, so like I haven't, you know, been the, the, the guru for investments and, and, um, you know, now, down the road, 50 years old, things are, are trending in the right direction. But, you know, there's always people you just don't know when it comes to wealth, um, how much people have. You know, it's none of our business, but you never really know behind the curtain. But we just know there's a lot of people that have a lot of money. Would you agree with that? Like, would you agree when you're out and about, you know, you're, you're at the beach, you're like, who are these people? 
You know, like, <laughs> there's just so many people that seem like they have so much money. And I'm like, wow. Uh, I was like, okay, back to the factory. Um, I'm, I'm not doing good enough. So this resonated with me because, again, some of my past financial decisions that I've made weren't that great or even remotely smart. Um, but I hope sharing this gives some of you guys some peace of mind and maybe some realistic financial targets that I that I think are are, are you know, attainable would be the word just attainable so there's three levels of wealth all right three levels of wealth the first level you can pay all your bills uh or your rent um without stress level one so you can just pay all your bills um mortgage car payment utilities food whatever it is without any stress that's level one uh, of wealth level two is you can eat at any restaurant without looking or worrying about the price level two Right, So you can go to any restaurant, you can eat anywhere you want without looking at the price or worrying about how much things cost. And then level three. If you had to guess, what would you think level three would be? Level three. You can travel wherever you want without worrying about how much it costs. So level one, pay all your bills without stress. Level two, go out to any restaurant, and without looking or worrying about the price. And then level three is you can travel wherever you want without worrying about the price. And that's it. Beyond that, life doesn't change that much more with money. Like, believe it. I mean, it's without, beyond that, life doesn't change that much with more money. So that was comforting to me. Like, to me, it's like, I never, I mean, it's multi-million, you, know, you just don't know. So to me, I'm like, okay, level three, cool. Um, all right, I'm, I'm doing okay. So yeah, just keep that in mind. There's just, you just don't know with people. And I just was like, okay, level one, level two, level three, check, check, check. All right, that's good. All right. So I got a couple pro tips. So pro tip is, um, at some point in your life, if you don't own a business or a piece of a business, um, you're not going to have as much of a direct path, uh, towards financial freedom. And so if you don't own a piece of a business, your path towards final financial freedom, um, you know, could be, uh, could take a little bit longer or just look different than you thought it would. And then just, you know, people that, that are always, you know, glass half full. And I'm that person, like I'm unshakably optimistic, um, for a number of reasons. I think I always have had that zest for life. And I talk about that, um, but the hard truth is that if you haven't gotten what you want, then you're just not worthy of it, and, and period. Um, you know, if you haven't gotten what you want, you're not worthy of it, and that's okay. It's okay to admit that you suck and, 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 and improve. Um, like I, tell, you know, I work with a lot of young people, so I'm like, hey, better to know you're bad for a season than pretend you're good for a lifetime. Are you with me on that? Like, if you haven't gotten what you want, you're not worthy of it. That's okay. Admit that you suck. And better to be bad for a season than pretend you're good for a lifetime. Like, that one, I think, is, is A1 quality. Um, and then, again, when it comes to people that, you know, feel like they're off track, you know, I don't think people procrastinate because you're lazy. You know, or, or people are just unwilling to work. A lot of times they just don't have 
goals. Like they just, they don't, they, they have undefined goals and, and they haven't planned out, you know, like what a good day looks like. And, and, and we just spend so much time, you know, chasing things we don't want. And so when you remove like the ambiguity, you remove the procrastination. And so take some time and, and get your um, composition book. You remember those from school, your old composition book and just do some journaling. Um, I have a lot of people I work with that journal on a daily basis and they just kind of write down, you know, things they're grateful for, things they want to see happen, kind of an intention statement. Uh, we do those a lot, uh, in our organization. It's my most sincere and heartfelt intention. And then you just kind of put it out in the universe. Here's some things I want to see happen today. Um, and it's just amazing, you know, how that, that, um, cleans it up, you know, and it just helps with, with our clarity and, and our our ability to, to focus on the task at hand. Um, you know, something, again, I, I really believe in is the best way to teach our kids how to compete is just be disciplined and show up every day and do it ourselves. Um, you know, it's very, I've, I've mentioned before, it's very hard to fix you know, our health, you know, without a supportive social circle. Uh, like without having community, it's nearly impossible. And um, I do think that, you know, Again, health is the first wealth. So fixing our health is often the first step in reconnecting like with our purpose, you know, with our meaning, with our spirituality. Um, you know, that, that to me, again, is, is um, you know, on, on the personal values. You know, for me, it was health, family, uh, financial independence, meaningful work, and, and uh, relationships. Um, yeah, you got to go. You got to start there, I think. And then... The difference, right, between your lifespan and your health span. And so there's a difference between the two. So lifespan is how long you live. Health span is the quality of those years. And so there's a distinction there, right? So your lifespan is how long you live, and your health span is the quality of those years. And so my protocol, obviously, for improving both is just I have a, a good morning routine, and then, um, you know, I, 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 I'm not a CrossFit, you know, geek. Um, nothing against CrossFit guys. Love you. Um, but just fitness, you know, just, you know, just a, a whatever hit class or, or, or spin class or whatever it is. So, um, I'll close with a couple of quick ones. You know, the measure of wealth, uh, I think nowadays more than ever is our freedom. Uh, I think the measure of health is just our lightness, you know, and again, just that, that, you know, the mobility and, and just, you know, feeling like things are working the way they're supposed to work, like your body is functioning uh, properly. Um, the measure of intellect is judgment. You know, the measure, measure of, of intellect is, is judgment. Um, the measure of wisdom is silence. I'm trying hard not to laugh. Um, yeah, yeah, so the measure of wisdom is, is silence, and the measure of love is peace. And uh, so anyway, that's, uh, that's going to be a shorter episode, but I think there was some content there that I hope um, resonated with you. Uh, we're going to do it again uh, here for episode 10 shortly, and um, I just love having the opportunity to share, and uh, it's a privilege and honor to have uh, this platform. So I thank uh, Dr. Ryan Sowers. And I really appreciate you, you know, for turning into another episode of It's Not Crypto. Uh, this is, again, is the End Results Radio Network inside the perimeter 
Roofing Studio uh, from the Country Inn and Suites by Radisson in Stone Mountain. We'll be back shortly. Thank you. <laughs> 